and I came to put the devil under my feet. Oh, come on. Who came to put the devil under your feet? Uh, I need some tambourines. Uh, come on. Come on. I need some good hand coppers. Uh, come on. You came in. You might as well get up on your feet. Uh, let's make the devil mad. Let's have some church like the old school way. Everybody clap your hands right there. Storms are raging, 
We just want to encourage everybody and let you know that God will take care of you. You don't have to worry about a thing. He's got everything in control. Be not dismayed,
trip back. Memory lane. The seraphim and the cherubim, one with speed and the other with fire. They cry, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord of hosts. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
Chapter 4, while you're going there, I want to salute and appreciate Joyce Morgan Danford. She was installed this past week as the new tax property of property appraiser. We want to celebrate her and thank God for her. She was first woman, I believe, and first African-American. Look at us. We are finally getting to the place beyond color and only other foolishness folk try to make us stand to. So we salute her today. Acts chapter 4, verse 1. Um, baby, can I have my glasses, please? Now you laugh. Just wait till some of y'all get older. All the young folk laugh. Don't worry. See, I used to try to, you know, my ego would kick in. I don't need no glasses. The devil is a liar. Acts chapter, four. Acts chapter 4, verse 1. We are still in our series. We will be in it all summer long, entitled Acting Up. We are looking at the book of Acts all summer long. We started it several weeks ago. Verse 1. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people they were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people proclaiming in jesus the resurrection of the dead amen you may be seated i want to preach this morning within this acting up series i want to talk about good trouble good trouble by, by now, most of us are familiar with this powerful phrase that is connected with and describing one of our civil rights icons who now sleeps with the ancestors by the name of John Lewis. John Lewis devoted his life to racial justice and the correcting of systemic inequities that we as a people faced and even continue to face. He was seen as an agitator, which is what people who don't want change call those who challenge it. Representative Lewis, we were privileged to host here once as a guest of our Congresswoman Corrine Brown, would often be found vocalizing the challenge to America by saying, get into good trouble. He said on one occasion that, it meant to get in the way of what is wrong. 
The whole thing started, if you have read his book, with his mother who had told him, don't you get in trouble by joining the movement for justice. She told him that when he was in school. She saw trouble as disrupting the status quo of injustice, but saw it also as a mother protecting her son from what might happen if he got involved. But Lewis, as he got older, redefined it as good trouble when you get in the way, even if you have to be disruptive in order to create a just and good world. J John Lewis understood the reality that we have to break the law sometimes to bring about justice because everything that's legal ain't justice. He said, and I quote, don't get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful, be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month, or even a year. It is the struggle of a lifetime. He said, never be afraid to make some noise and get into good trouble, necessary trouble, unquote. There's so much in that statement. It implies the recognition and the warning that there will always be those for whom your convictions become offensive to their comfort. Jesus that change always requires a disturbance of comfort. And those who worship at the altar of comfort will always be disquieted when it gets challenged. To, to fight for what is right will always bring trouble. I'm gonna say that again. To fight for what is right will always bring trouble. Sadfully, sinfully, and painfully, we are still living in that reality. The evidence that we are still living in that reality is that anybody that goes about doing good will sooner or later get into serious trouble. As we watch, we can see it all across the nation still. We watch a governor who has no soul continuing to tear down our history in order to re-erect walls of hatred. It's going to require good trouble to tear down those walls. As we watch the miseducation of our children, it will take trouble to challenge it. As we continue to see governments pour monies into downtown to bring suburban people back to town while discarding the unhoused, it's going to take good trouble. Y'all are awfully quiet. Surely, if they can rebuild or build nice townhouses all around downtown, that same money can be used to build shelters and housing for those who don't have homes. Even in this city, I'm going to get in trouble. It is sad to me that billions of the city's money can be found to build a new state-of-the-art stadium for a football team, but that same city can't find money to fix up torn streets in the inner city and put monies into programs to get young people off the streets and improve many of the dilapidated buildings our children have to enter to go to school. We need some good trouble. Good, good trouble is always called for whenever the status quo needs to be challenged. And what I want to suggest to you that it's not just a political thing. It's not just a social thing. It's, it's a spiritual thing. Here's what I want to suggest to you today. If your witness never gets you in trouble, 
then you ain't living your witness right. I knew y'all weren't going to clap much this morning. It's okay. If your witness for Jesus never rubs anybody the wrong way, you ain't living your witness. Because, write this down, living faith right should always rub some people wrong. Preach Rudolph McKissick. I'm going to say it again. Living faith right is always going to rub some people wrong. Jesus warned his disciples of that, didn't he? When he said, people will hate you for my sake. He said, if you follow me, you will be in trouble. You will be social misfits. You will be disliked. It's like what the late German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer said in the cost of discipleship when he said the call to follow Christ is an invitation to die. When you follow Jesus and his teachings, you may be viewed as hostile by forces and mechanisms of culture. I knew y'all weren't going to say amen much. Because the church has so conformed to culture that now sometimes you can't tell the difference between culture and kingdom. I got amens in every pocket this morning. Y'all ain't got to say nothing to me. But when you make the decision to honor the best of humanity you will become problematic to those who honor the worst of humanity when you honor the inherent dignity of all human beings the world will hate you i'm gonna say it again living your life out of faith and helping others find their best selves will always make some people uncomfortable some of y'all are uncomfortable right now the way you worship makes some people uncomfortable. The way you can be faithfully optimistic makes some people uncomfortable. The way you can forgive and get over what some people have done to you makes some people uncomfortable. Being yourself makes some people uncomfortable because they feel like they have the right to define and determine who you are supposed to be. You're always going to make somebody uncomfortable. It's called good trouble. The, the, the phrase good trouble may be a current phrase. It might be a phrase that John Lewis has made popular, but its presence has been around since the Bible days. Now y'all going to talk to me all throughout the Bible. We learned that God is a God of good trouble. God was always found assigning men and women to good trouble. Come here. When he told Moses, go down there to Egypt and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. He told Moses, go get in good trouble. When he called Deborah to be a woman and a judge as a leader in a society that was filled with men, he was telling Deborah, go get in good trouble. When he told Joshua, march around that wall seven times and go take Jericho, he was telling Joshua, go get in good trouble. When he told Elijah, go down to Ahab and tell Ahab there will be no rain unless it's at my word, he was telling Elijah, go get in good trouble. And even Jesus, when he came declaring, I am the son of God, it was Jesus saying, I came to get into good trouble. I'm looking.
looking for some people in here today who are ready to get in some good trouble. Good trouble for your witness. Good trouble because of your faith. Good trouble because you love everybody. Good trouble because you want to live in peace. Good trouble. We see it again in this text. The effects of the healing of this lame man that we talked about several weeks ago are still being felt. His, his, his healing has set off an excitement that had not been seen in Jerusalem. And that excitement made some people uncomfortable. Peter and John are still dealing with the after effects of the healing of the lame man. Now it has risen from curiosity to crime. They put him in jail. We're going to deal with that next week. Because whenever you are doing anything in the power of the Holy Spirit, some people will be disturbed. <laughs> and when you read this text, there were three groups of people, right in verse 1, who got disturbed by the good trouble caused by the anointing and the falling of the Holy Spirit through Peter and John. The priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees. And all three of them got agitated for different reasons that will show us three things that good trouble will do. I hope you sitting by somebody that you cool with this morning because it's going to get real tight. Three things good trouble ought to do. Number one, good trouble dethrones power. Uh, God help me. Good trouble, yes, dethrones the power. Come on, look at it again. The, the priests, the priests, yeah, the priests. The priests were the official teachers in the temple. They they were in charge of the religious views of the people. After all, they had been to theological college and so Bishop Haynes they, they had been specially trained in rabbinical understanding many of them yes had inherited their position because of their family ties to the temple I'm coming for you and the teaching of the people in the temple was a monopoly unto the priest and they were determined to hang on to it they had the title they had the power their mama used to have it and their daddy used to have it. But here Peter and John had a bigger crowd than any of them had ever had. And this larger crowd was listening to some uneducated, untrained, ghetto Galilean fishermen. Preach, boy. These, these priests got upset because they're supposed to be the teachers. They got the power, Jesus. If you were to study, you would discover that most of these priests were a part of the Pharisaical movement. They were Pharisees. The Pharisees were drunk on the power of position and prominence. Everybody look straight ahead. Pharisees were drunk on their title. Pharisees were drunk on their power. Pharisees thought they had the right to be the only teachers. Pharisees thought they had the right to be the only ones to call people together and whenever God uses you and it places you in a spotlight those who have had the spotlight will always get disturbed 
I'm a preacher if y'all don't say do you know why some people don't like you because God is using you without the title do you know why some people don't like you because your anointing is attractive do you know why some people don't like you because your success is exceeding their expectation do you know why some people don't like you because some people have the title but don't get the recognition you get the recognition and don't have the title Woo! and power hungry people are people who need you to stay beneath them for them to feel tall Woo! but can I help you it's not your job to babysit other people's insecurities preach Rudolph McKissick you are not obligated to slow down so they can meet you at a level they feel comfortable with. Your life is too important to dim just so somebody else can shine. Don't you go back to an old version of yourself. The devil is a liar. I know who I am. I know what God has given me to do. And if you can't handle it, that's got to be your problem. We still have this problem in the church, not in Bethel, but, but in the church, people who get power through position and think it's a lifelong appointment to do nothing. And what Peter and John teach us is that the real power comes from changing lives, not sitting on thrones. Preach Rudolph McKissick. The real power comes from changing lives, not from hanging a title above you. How many of y'all know there is a power where titles are not needed? There is a power that cannot be bestowed upon you by a vote or taken from you by an election. There is a power that can make demons tremble. I'm looking for you. There is a power that can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. There is a power that can pray heaven down into a home. There is a power that can love one another beyond our color and beyond our gender and beyond our sexual orientation. There is a power that disturbs. Is there anybody in here who knows you don't have a title? You don't have a position? But let me tell you what I do have. I got power. When I pray, when I walk in a room, heaven shows up. I dare you to look at your neighbor and point your finger at them and tell them you may not know my name, but if I go to praying, you'll know my power. That was the wrong neighbor. Look at somebody else and tell them you may not know my name, but if I lay my hands on you, you'll know my power because I've got the power of the Holy Spirit deep down. I've got power. Good trouble dethrones power it's the problem in DC y'all want to walk around here talking about Republicans are the problem that's a lie Democrats are just as crooked y'all ain't got to say nothing to me at least Republicans are honest 
Democrats will use us to get a vote and then do nothing for us. The problem is not political parties. The problem is people drunk on power. And we got to do some good trouble to get folk out of positions that's got power but ain't writing policy. That got power but not uniting us as a country. We got to get in good trouble. It, uh, good trouble dethrones the power. Um, his next thing, good Good trouble doesn't just dethrone the power. Lord, it's going to get bad. Good trouble disturbs the peace. Um, it's going to get bad. Good trouble disturbs peace. Look at the text. You don't think I'm making it up. Um, there, there were the priests, and there was the captain <laughs> of the temple guard. Yes. Now, let me help you with a little history so you'll know how much is in this. Uh, the captain of the temple guard had the job of keeping public order in the temple. It's going to get bad. Um, he was the temple police. This is going to get real bad. Um, he policed everything and everybody to make sure order stayed in place. And whenever a crowd got too big or too rowdy, it was the chief of the temple guard's job to break it up. The temple police made sure you didn't get too loud in the temple. The temple police Wanted to make sure you didn't cause a scene in the temple. The temple police, they had rules for decorum and regulations for, for actions. And if you got out of line with their rules of decorum and their rules of solemnity, it was the job of the temple police to come get you or put you out or quiet you down. Because that's not what you do in the temple. When this lame man came in, it's about to get good. Leaping, running, and praising God. And folks started praising God with him. The chief of the temple guard got upset because you don't make all that noise in the temple. There's some in here today. I told you, I hope you know who you're sitting by. That there, that there's some temple police in here today. They've already looked at you sometime in the service as if it don't take all that. They, they, they've already looked at you already in the service as I wish they would have sat in another section making all that noise. Well, it might not take all that for you, but just because quiet is normal for you don't mean it's right for me. Because when I know what the Lord has done, yes, sir, and when I know the ways God has made, Quiet might be good for you, but it ain't right for me. I 
dare you to take a few minutes and see if there are any temple police on your row and just cut the fool real quick. Just act up real quick. Just open up your mouth real quick. Just clap your hands real quick. Now if somebody looks at you like they want you to shut up, look at them and tell them, temple police! Wait, wait, can I take it deeper? Sit down, this is just a little Sunday school lesson. Um, what made it worse, what made it worse, as in this text, was that the noise was being made by Galileans. Galileans were seen as uneducated, unsophisticated, untrained from the other side of the tracks. Y'all ain't talking to me now. Yeah, Galileans were from out east. Y'all ain't talking to me now. From Washington Heights, from, from the Blodgett homes. Why y'all done got quiet on me? Galileans were GED graduates or no D graduates. Galileans were the ones with weed on their breath and dreads on their head. Y'all done got quiet on me now. Galileans. Galileans were seen as rebels because they ain't know no better. If you were to stu study first century history, you would discover that most of the resistance to the Roman government came from the Galileans. So when you resisted the government, uh, uh, when you resisted the government with their abolishing of DEI, when you uh, that's diversity, equity, and inclusion. I, I still can't figure out how an Italian governor in an American country has the nerve to abolish the only thing that let him be governor. When you resisted the government with their anti-woke agenda, because they don't really know what woke means. They have redefined it for their own political purposes because they don't know Jesus was woke. Yeah, y'all don't understand in here this morning. When you resisted the government with their policies towards returning citizens and their rights to vote, peace got disturbed. I'm going to let y'all shout for us over, don't worry. So when the captain of the guard saw a large crowd gathering around some uneducated Galileans, they considered it offensive and a disturbance of the peace. Galileans were non-church folk who didn't know how to act in that setting according to the rules that had been established by the people in charge because they didn't grow up in the temple. <laughs> but here's what the temple police missed then. And here's what some of you temple police miss now. Galileans don't know and don't care about decorum, rules, order, 
and who you think your church is. Y'all didn't hear me. You don't forget all of this happened because of what they saw in the miracle of the healing of the lame man. Y'all didn't get it. Galileans ain't know nothing else about what I just saw. And if Jesus could do all of that, I'm going to get excited about what he could do for me. This shout ain't for everybody. This shout is for the Galileans who can say, I didn't come from behind a gate. I wasn't born in a mansion. I don't have a lot of fancy titles. I don't have a million dollars in my bank account. I don't work on the 19th floor of any kind of Fortune 500 company. But what I do have is what I've seen. I've seen God make a way. I've seen God open doors. I've seen God shut doors. I've seen God make enemies my footstool. I've seen God start me over. I've seen God heal my child. I've seen God take me off drugs. I've seen God take to taste the liquor out my mouth. I've seen God take me off the pole. I've seen God restore my marriage. If you've seen God do something, you ought to disturb the peace for just a few minutes. If you've seen God make a way, you ought to disturb the peace. Tell your neighbor, you better make some room for me because I'm having a flashback to everything God has done. And when I think of the goodness of Jesus, I see you, Sharon. You might as well run. And all he's done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. I'm looking for some disturbing people who can say, I'm going to disturb the peace. I ain't just going to sit. I ain't even going to stand and clap cute. But I'm a jump. I'm a holler. I'm a scream. I'm a run. I'm a walk the aisle. I'm a run to the altar until the temple police get this. Somebody ought to disturb the peace. Somebody ought to run for Jesus. Somebody ought to shout for what he did for you. Somebody ought to clap because of what he disturbed. I wish, I see your mother, I see your mother, I, I see, yeah, it's all right, baby, go ahead. I wish you'd look at your neighbor, tell them, neighbor, you don't know like I know what the Lord's done for me. I don't know how you're supposed to act in this church. All I know is he picked me up, turned me around, gave me another chance, and God told me to tell somebody, if you're willing to holler, run, scream, or jump, what he's done for you, he's going to do for your children. He's going to do for your children's children. He's going to do for everybody in your family. If you give God, I said give God a disturbing peace praise. I said, give God a disturbing priest holler. I said, open up your mouth. I don't do that. Maybe you ought to try it today. I don't act like that. Maybe you ought to do it. I'm looking 
looking for you. I said, I'm looking for you. Come on, let's disturb the peace. Let's get in trouble. Let's make some folk uncomfortable. Let's irritate some people. Let's offend some people. Let everything. Let everything. Let everything. Let everything. Let everything. I see you, baby. Run on down them steps from the balcony. Don't nobody know like you know. I see you dancing in the corner. Don't nobody know like you know what the Lord. Don't let them worry about what you got on. We'll cover you up. They don't know what that might be all you had to wear today. But we gonna make sure we get it right. Don't you let nobody bother you. Because they don't know what the Lord delivered you from. They don't know what way the Lord made for you. Some of y'all better shout. Because but for the grace of God. Some of y'all better shout in here that somebody's child, that might be somebody's mother. God might be putting an anointing on her to change a whole generation. Don't you get to be a temple police worrying about what she got in. Just shout over what she got inside. I need some women down here who know how the Lord delivered you to just surround her. I need some women down here. I ain't talking about women who are curious. I'm talking about some praying women. I'm talking about some disturbing peace women. I'm talking about some women who know what the Lord has done for you and how the Lord delivered you and how the Lord made a way for you. Come on, get around her. Watch what God will do for your daughter. Get around her. Watch what God will do for your grand.
pastor said in her prophetic eye, there are about three more in the balcony just like her. And I need you to run to this altar unashamed, unafraid, and don't care what nobody else thinks. She said there are three more of y'all in the balcony. Make your way down here right now. You're just like her. Your assignment is her. You are to show her that she's not in this balance. Yeah, I see one coming. You might as well come. The Lord is in this place. We done disturbed the peace. We done disturbed. Not only have we disturbed the peace, but we done disturbed the demons. We done disturbed the devil. Ain't nobody mad but the devil, and he wasn't going to deliver her anyhow. Y'all let pastor get right in the middle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is what church is all about. This is what church is all about. This is what church is all about. Calling people to Jesus. Calling people to repentance. Calling people to deliverance. Calling people to breakthrough. This is what... Here comes another one. Pastor, you said it was another one. Here comes another one. Here comes another one. Listen. Listen. Yeah, come on. Come right on. Now I want you right here. Yeah, I want you to take that. Um, what's your name? Kiki, what's, what's your name? Emily, that's your little sister. All right, y'all come right here. Y'all come right here. No, I want you, yeah, come on over here. Come, come, come on. Come on. That's, that's your girl. I ain't trying to get in trouble. That, that's your friend. That's your friend. Those are your friends. You brought them to church today. My man. All right. All right. Y'all are sisters. That's your baby sister. All right. So you know whatever she's been struggling with, dealing with. All right. Listen. Listen to me carefully. Um, here's 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 what I'm I'm gonna do. Um, I don't I don't I don't know anything about your situation. I don't even know what you've been dealing with. I really don't even care how you dress. It don't, it don't matter to me. Yeah, you came how you came. And that's all right. I, 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 listen, that's all right with me. 
That's all right. But I need you to know something today. Whatever drove you to this altar, God is about to deal with it in your life. I want you to hear what I'm about to tell you. How you respond to the problem will determine how quick you get the provision. She responded already. I, I, she responded already. I need you to hear that today. The provision is waiting on you. Listen to me very carefully. I hear the Holy Ghost. That thing you've had a taste for. God's about to change your taste. I want you to hear me today. God, that thing you've had a taste for, I want you to know you're not the only one at this altar who's had some tastes. God is about to surround you. I'm not going to let you leave this altar without some names and numbers because we're going to give you accountability partners that's what we're about to do for you and uh i, I don't i i don't even care what you, what you i'm going i'm gonna put this in your hand if i had more i'd give whatever i had that's yeah but listen to me listen to me carefully we we gonna we gonna get you whatever clothes you need we're we going to make sure I don't know why I'm hearing this in the Holy Ghost whoever it is you've been dealing with that hadn't been treating you right but you've been sticking with them because you didn't think you had anywhere else to go I hear it in the Holy Ghost yeah I hear it I hear it God told me to tell you Today is the day you tell them you're not coming back. Did you hear what I just said? Today is the day. Have you ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? That's all, hey, listen. Hey, let me tell you something. Everybody in here has backslidden. Let me just, let me just tell you that. Let me tell you the beauty. First John 1 and 9 says, if you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you. Listen, and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. That means God can cleanse you of everything that's not like God. So you've already confessed Jesus Christ. You were baptized, gave your life to the Lord. You backslid. Ain't no big deal. I done backslid. I've probably been more drunk than you've been. But in the name of Jesus. Woo! Yes, sir. You're her sister. You're the oldest. I'm telling you, there's a spirit in this place. Are 
Are you saved? It's okay, baby. It's okay. Are you saved? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? You did. That's okay. That's okay. You know what I got to say to you today? Welcome back. every woman at this altar to stretch her hands at the two of them. I need some men over here. I see Shanga already over here. Yes. You wonder why we have church like we have it? Why we've lost all of our rules? This is why. You wonder why we don't act like the old church used to. This. It's two sisters. Watch what the Lord's about to do. Come here, baby. Listen. This is one of our members. Listen. She had four closets. Is that what you said? Four closets of clothes that she wants to bless you all with. Did y'all hear what I just said? Four. That's all y'all going to give me? Is that really all y'all going to give? So here's what I want y'all to do. I, I want some of you all take, take them over and sit them on that pew. You go over there with them. Some of my women go over there with Dolores. I need you to make sure that you get their numbers. Uh, Tan, some of you, I need y'all to get their numbers, all right? Uh, and stay in touch with them. Shanga, I need you to make sure you get his number. We're going to wrestle that thing out. But make sure. I, she's got four closets of clothes. Robin, you make sure you in that number. Sit them right here. Sit them right here. Baby, I want you to come. So we make sure make sure they get. Yeah, Selena. Selena, I make, make sure. Selena, Robin, y'all make sure y'all. Baby, I, Pop, make sure you get her. Yeah, I want you to stay right here. You're going to get yourself. All right. All right. Lord have mercy. Ain't nothing else to do. I'm <laughs> Listen to me. I had another point, but it don't really matter. Jesus made the point he wanted to make. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, that means you've never confessed. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins and that God raised you from the dead. And you're in here this morning. Man, this is the right atmosphere. 
you've come to church but you've never come to Jesus yeah Deke join them over there let's make sure we surround him make sure yeah Shanga Deji let's make sure we get him hooked up God's gonna bless him in ways he doesn't even imagine because he brought them this morning he didn't even know what he was doing he thought he was bringing them and he didn't know God was bringing him because while he was dealing with their issues God was bringing him here for us to deal with yes Jesus Christ you've never confessed him as Savior well Bishop I, I am saved but I got out of church start doing my own thing or Bishop I'm saved but man I want to be in a church that's doing ministry I want to be connected to a church where the word is taught not opinions but God's word Today is your day. I want you to grab all your personal belongings and just meet me at the altar. I'm not going to embarrass you. There's nothing I'm going to ask you to do. I just want you to meet me at this altar right now. Everybody that wants to make this decision, grab your personal belongings. Meet me at this altar right now. Just come on right now, right now, right now. Yes, yes. Come on right now. You're in the balcony. Yeah, come. Yes, meet me at this altar. Bless you, brother. Come on, meet me at this altar right now. Meet me at this altar right now, right now, right now. Come on, grab your personal belongings. Meet me at this altar right now, right now, right now, right now. Right now, right now. Yes, yes. Come on, come on. Wherever you are, I see you walking in the balcony. Come on, make your move. Family, come on. I hear a family anointing. Make your move right now. Make your move. I see you coming, baby. Come on, grab your stuff and make your move. Walk down here right now. You're watching online. Don't go anywhere. I've got a way for you as well. Come on, come on. Yes, I see you. I see you coming. I see you coming. Yes, yes. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Yes, I see you coming. I see you coming. I see you coming. Come on. Lord, have mercy. Come on. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Make it right now. Make it right now. I see you coming. I see you coming. <laughs> I see you coming. I see you coming. Come on. The Lord is moving in this place. The Lord is moving. Yes, sir. Come on. I see you. Come on. The Lord is Yes, sir. Come on. Come I see you. Come Lord, have mercy. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, son. I see you coming. Come on. Come on. Lord, have mercy. Come on, buddy. I got you. Come on. You come on. <laughs> he got halfway. said, well, I don't know if I won't do that by myself. Come on. Somebody else. Somebody else. I feel that there's some men in here. I hear it in the Holy Spirit that there are a few men in here 
who need to be brave get in some good trouble this morning and make a decision that's going to change the rest of your life. Come on, wherever you are, whoever you are, make your move today. Make your move today. Hallelujah. Oh, my. Come on, come on, come on. My man, he's coming. My man, my man. I'll just tell y'all what my last point was because this may help somebody. My first point was it dethrones power. My second point was it disturbs peace. My last point was it destroys prejudice. I'm so sick of prejudice and I'm not just talking about racial. I'm sick of that too. On, on all sides. But I'm talking about the Sadducees. They had a prejudice because they felt like they had a corner on the market of theology. They didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead. They had a prejudice against anybody who didn't believe like them. When you get in good trouble, you destroy the spirit of prejudice. It's a spirit that needs to be destroyed in this country. It is being reawakened, not just racial, but gender with misogyny and xenophobia. There's so much prejudice going on. We don't know just how to love each other beyond what we look like. Somebody in here might be saying, I'm not dressed right or I don't, I don't want them to come down there. I got liquor on my breath or I smoked some weed in the parking lot before I came in. We're not prejudiced. We're not prejudiced. I may say, well, I, I love coming here, but it's, it, it's, it's a black church. No, it ain't. It's the Lord's church. Most of us just happen to be black in here. <laughs> but it's a church for everybody, no matter who you are. I just feel like a few more people are going to make their way. I do. I do. Some men walking. I do. I do. Lord, have mercy. I see you walking, some men. I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna clap in a minute. Y'all gonna praise for real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lord, have mercy. Baby, y'all stay right here. I want y'all at this altar. Daryl, make sure they stay right here with their friend. Just bring them right. Yeah, y'all just stay right here. Y'all good. Y'all good. Y'all ain't clapping. Look at my brothers coming. Y'all ain't praising. I said, look at the brothers. Nobody mad but the devil and he wasn't coming anyway we are just excited over your decision today heaven is rejoicing and so are we we're just glad and excited we come here baby we are we we are excited to be your your leaders we are we are excited to be your leaders we thank God that you're connecting with this church to do great things in the power of the Lord. Now, here's what's going to happen. 
the Beamans, that's Daryl, that's Dolores, they're going to take you all and they're going to get some information. Oh, y'all clapping. Somebody else coming? Hey, come on, baby. It ain't too late. Come on. Never too late. bless you baby God bless you baby I want you to go right here to, to Dr. Selena what you, tell me what you said tell me what you said you want to do a solo no we're going to get we're going to get her hooked up in the church and I'm going to see if she can sing now, if she can sing, I might let her do one one Sunday. I want y'all to go with Dr. Selena right there for me. She good? She can sing? I can't take your word for that now. I need to just work. <laughs> hey, listen, Dolores and Daryl are going to take y'all, get some information from you. Listen, we just have fun here. I just, you know, we ain't got no pretense. We just love the Lord. We just do what we do. You know what I mean? That's just what we do. So I want y'all to go with them. They're going to get some information from you, tell you what your next move ought to be. Can y'all praise God for them as they're walking? Yes. Hey, as they are going, if you're watching me online, you're watching me online, or you're in here, and you say, man, I should have come. I wanted to come, but I was scared. All you got to do, it's on the screen. Text TBC Decision to 54244. You're in this room or you're online at home. Text TBC. I got a feeling everything going to be all right. Come on.
don't know about you, I don't know about you, and I don't know about you, but even through all of this, God has been good to me. And if he's been good to me, I know he's been good to you. And as a matter of fact, we're going to take some time throughout this whole service to just let you know and talk about the goodness of Jesus. Because even in the COVID, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's doing for me, not just what he's done, but all that he's doing, my soul, your soul, should cry out, So no matter where you are right now, if you're in your living room, if you're in your car, on your phone, on your laptop, if you can just take time and enjoy God with us today, he will be glorified. So come on and clap your hands and we have some church for a little while. Come on. Come on, clap your hands and give him praise.
Spirit. 